Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast. This week we have two guests from the U.S. women's national team. Both of them are likely to be starters at the upcoming Women's World Cup. First up is Rose Lavelle, and after her is Abby Dahlkemper. While I've got you, make sure to check out Throwback, my podcast series on the origins of the U.S. women's national team and the FIFA Women's World Cup. Onward! As promised, we're here with Rose Lavelle. U.S. Women's National Team at the Media Day here in New York City ahead of the Women's World Cup. Rose, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to interview you because I haven't before, and I sort of watched your game from afar for a while. Um, I think you do some special things on the field with the ball. Oh, and, thanks. <laughs> uh, but I'm just curious because I know you grew up in Cincinnati, but if you talk to people about the way you play – one of the first things they'll say is, it's clear that Rose spent a lot of time with the ball uh, over the years. I'm just curious, what what is your relationship with the ball and how did that get started? Um, yeah, I always kind of credit like my reason for falling in love with soccer and the reason I was always in my backyard with um, my first like coach slash trainer that I had. He was this um, little English guy, his name was Neil, mm-hmm. and he just made it something so fun for me um, that... I felt like after I was done with practice, I just wanted more. So I'd go in my backyard. We had one of those little rebounders, and I would just kick against it, kind of play around with the ball for, like, hours. And I think the thing that was fun was it was just, like, very unscripted. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. set up drills or anything. It was just me and the ball and doing whatever I wanted. Um, Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of how I came to be that type of player. I mean, did you seem to be very good with both feet, too. Like, is that something that came out of that, or did you have to really work at? Um, I don't think I ever really, like, like worked on both feet purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm very left-footed, too, <laughs> but um, my right foot does work, despite <laughs> popular belief. Um, 
yeah, it wasn't something that I was like, I need to work on both yeah. feet. I think it just kind of happened naturally. Okay. I mean, my sense is that you're needed on this team for a lot of reasons. But if you go back in particular to what the U.S. faced in the game against Sweden in the Olympics in 2016 when the team went out was Sweden parked the bus and the U.S. dominated possession. But, you know, and Jill Ellis talked about this earlier today a little bit, didn't have as many people to sort of break it down. Like, do you feel like that's something in particular that you bring is an ability to help the team break down somebody, an opponent that's parking the bus? And, and how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you play a team that's parking the bus, it's like really challenging. But I think for me, it's so fun because I love trying to work in those tight spaces and slip balls in and um, solve that kind of pressure. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like that's something you ever really face when you're playing in club because it's so like undisciplined and free. I mean, in the sense, like when I was growing up, so it's not mm -hmm. like it's something I was always playing against, but I think um, because I've just been playing around with the ball for so long that I guess that kind of suits what I'm good at. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, this is going to be your first world cup. Um, how have you gone about trying to get a sense of what the experience might be like? Have you talked to any particular veterans about it? Or are you just kind of approaching it saying, let's just experience this and, and see how it goes? Yeah, I my kind of mindset has just been to take it day by day. I feel like I've always been someone who's either looked too far into the future and been like stressing about the future or stressing about the past. And I never just kind of like sat and enjoyed the moment. And I always feel like I've looked back and been like, if I would have just like the journey is what you remember most, I think. Um, so that's kind of how I'm taking it. It's just what can I do today? What should I focus on today to be the best teammate, best player, best person I can be. And I feel like that's kind of helping me go into the World Cup with more of an eased mindset rather than nervous and right. panicked about what's potentially to come. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, uh, you can play and play and play, and then you go to a World Cup, and, and it is different. Like, there's a ton of media here today mm -hmm. in, in New York. Is that something that – now that you've been with the senior national team for a little while that you've gotten used to? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. The media? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you definitely have to. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's kind of like extra noise. I try to block out. Not that the media, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against you. It's just, I think, some, like when I first started playing uh. professional soccer, I think that was like kind of the learning curve and thing I had to get used to was mm -hmm. having so many people comment on my game and having access to those comments too right. um, and not letting that affect me because I feel like I used to be someone who really, really cared about what people thought of me. So the fact that now like so many random people were chiming in about that, um, 
and I think this past two years has kind of I've helped get away from that Mm. um so yeah I I've I think I've gotten more used to it now (laughs) um you're from Cincinnati which has this sort of growing reputation as a soccer hotbed uh is is that not a new thing if you're from Cincinnati has that always been there I've always thought that Cincinnati was a very underrated soccer city mm-hmm. um, just talent wise I feel like there's been a lot of really good soccer players come out of Cincinnati play um, division one college and um, so I feel like it's always been a soccer city and I'm glad now that we have FC Cincinnati to showcase that and for everyone to see um, but I don't think it's like I think it's new and exciting to the country and the world that's seeing it but I feel like for those of us who've grown up playing soccer there, it's not um, anything new. I've like, I'm not surprised by it at all. Okay, I, it's it's fascinating to me, and obviously FC Cincinnati existed before this year. It was their first year in MLS, mm-hmm. but just the amount of support they're getting is really impressive. Have you gotten any sense that they might be interested in having an NWSL team at some point? I I think it'll happen. I'm crossing my fingers. I would love to have um a place for female soccer in Cincinnati and I think it would have an awesome following too yeah I mean that's certainly my my sense just you know based on what we've seen um there was a mural in Cincinnati that (laughs) they did for you this this past week yeah it was so awesome they did so awesome on it I think um my dad actually got to meet the artist when she was like finishing up painting it um, and it was awesome. I, I'm a little biased, but I thought mine was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it, other players on the team have had that happen with the murals in, in I guess, in their cities. Is, is Yeah, so there. I think there's, like, a decent amount. Um, I think there's some in Portland, Denver, Orlando, of, like, all different players. And they're, they are, they're all awesome. All of the artists nice. did an awesome job. Um, now, you've had to deal with some injuries in the last couple of years. Was was there ever a point when you got concerned of, like, am I going to be fit and, and available to make a, the World Cup team? Um, I think when the injury was happening, it was really, really frustrating. But I always was like, oh, I'll, I'll get back eventually, I think. Um when I finally came back, I thought the hard part was over, like rehabbing the injury and getting cleared to play. I thought that that was the hardest part. But for me, the hardest part was like being back and mentally getting back to um, where I was before I got hurt. I think I, I've i never really had like a problem confidence-wise on the field. And so it was the first time that I literally had not an ounce of confidence. Like mm. I was scared on the ball. And it was so foreign to me because I'm so used to just like I feel like feeling like one with the ball in the field so that I I feel like it was harder once I was back. And that's kind of when maybe hmm. some doubts came back, like wondering if I was going to be able to get back to where I was before. And you found out you were. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gotten there. I, I It's honestly been like a long process. Like mm. I, I honestly wouldn't say I, I had felt like fully confident until like, recently within the past like two or three months which maybe it was my mistake to think that I would come back faster and maybe that's Mm. what slowed me down but um I finally feel good and like myself again and 
have you thought about like what kind of uh, a launch pad the World Cup can be? Like, if you do something like big at, at a World Cup, like it's just of a magnitude in terms of how many people are aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the U.S. globally, like that it it can set you up, you and your teammates to to not just be known like in the soccer world, but like in the in the very wider world mm-hmm. out there. Do you, is that something you've thought about or? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a way bigger stage and um, a lot more is at stake. And I think with this being such a um, what's the word? I feel I feel like we this team has a lot of exposure and a lot of attention around mm-hmm. it. So, um yeah, I've definitely thought about that, but I think at the same time, like I said before, it's kind of just extra noise that you have to block yeah. out because um, that's not – thinking about that's not something that's going to help us win the World Cup. So right. kind of have to put that on the back burner. <laughs> We're wrapping up here with Rose Lavelle. Appreciate you taking the time to talk. Um, how do you describe your game, the way you play? Hmm. I don't know. I'd like to think I'm like – a creative player. Um, I don't know. I always hate answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to make you uncomfortable. No, I just never know what to say. I mean, I, I totally get it. I mean, like, to some extent, that's my job, I guess, to, to observe <laughs> and, and put out there, like, you know, kind of stuff like that. But I, I'm always curious just to hear what people say about, like, their own game and, and see what what that says about how they play, but also sometimes people are uncomfortable. <laughs> I just never know what to say. I should probably I should probably get that answer straight next time because I've been asked before and I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but you're right. I mean, like you're a creative player and uh, and you're fun to watch. And um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you and your teammates in France. Thanks for joining the show, Rose LaBelle. Thanks for having me. I want to thank Rose Lavelle for joining me. Next up is my interview with Abby Dahlkemper. As promised, we've got Abby Dahlkemper here from the U.S. Women's National Team, which is here in New York City for Media Day ahead of the Women's World Cup. Abby, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited about uh, interviewing you and, and Rose Lavelle's on the same podcast because, one, it's the first time I've actually sat down with both of you, and it's uh, it's nice to to meet new people and, and get a sense of, of what you're about. This is going to be your first World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts right now about all of that and this being your first time? Yeah, um, you know, I was talking to, I think it was Sam Mios and my teammates, um, just kind of about, um, you know, really embracing the moment we're right. in uh, and really, you know, just taking it day by day, moment by moment and enjoying, you know, everything that, um, this experience has to offer. So, um, you know, really being fully engaged in media day at New York and, you know, it's exciting. We were on great morning, good, Mar- good morning America, um, earlier this, this, uh, morning. So that was awesome. And, um, you know, getting excited obviously for, a hopefully big summer. Yeah. Where were you exactly on the final of the 2015 women's world cup? What was the setting of, of where you watched that? Yeah, I was actually at a restaurant um, and I was with Sam Mewis. Um, yeah. We like still talk about it and we remember it and it was just like watching it and the total dominance that, you know, the team brought 
to the finals was just unreal and um you know inspiring and um like I said you know dominant and it was so cool um and I vividly remember that where were you like what city we were playing in western New York so we were in Buffalo okay (laughs) was there any sense that day of you or her thinking I want to be in that situation in four years yeah, no, I think, you know, we both we both said that to each other that day, being like, wow, you know, uh, that is something so inspiring and so special. And, you know, let's let's push each other. Let's work hard to, you know, maybe get there in four years. Um, so you're center back uh, for this team. Um, the fullbacks really get forward. Yeah. Uh, for the U.S. And I can only imagine that that puts even more pressure on the center backs to make sure nothing gets by them. What is that like? What are you asked to do in that situation? Because you know there's both, both your fullbacks are supposed to get forward. Yeah, you know, I think, especially at this level, everyone has, you know, big responsibilities um, on the field, depending on positions. But um, I think, you know, as a center back, uh, being locked in 90 minutes is just something that's super important um, defensively. And I think, you know, being uh, prepared and, and uh, proactive about, you know, countermeasures. Um, usually, you know, we, we have a good spell of the ball. So I think just being able to read counterattacks before they happen and anticipation is is really key. And, you know, also just kind of that grittiness to get stuck in and win balls and, you um, you know, we're our first line of attack as well. So connecting that first pass, you know, there's a lot obviously that comes with it, but um, definitely, you know, a lot of defensive responsibility, especially since we're such an attacking team. So if someone asks you in an interview, like, what's your story, like the short version of of how you got here, what do you say? Wow, that's, uh, no one's ever asked me that question, but that's (laughs) a really good question. I think, uh, you know, long story short, a girl with a very passionate burning desire to play at the highest level, to be a professional soccer player, to, um, you know, make this a living and, um, someone who was so passionate about the game, watched it, loved playing it, um, you know, kind of made it my life, um, and priority. And, um, I worked hard and, uh, you know, kept my head down through adversity and, um, I'm here today. So, and, uh, you're from, you were born in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. grew up in California. Yes. What parts? Uh, in Northern California in Menlo park. It's a small town, um, you know, right by Palo Alto, Stanford area. Okay. And what do you remember sort of about the soccer culture there that sort of shaped you? Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking about this, um, but I think, you know, throughout my career, looking back, I am just so thankful that I was able to have such great coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing in California, I think also, you know, it was women's soccer was very much up and coming, I think, when I first moved there. And I was in fifth grade, so 11 or 12. But um, and, you know, I was able to get um get on a really good club team and um, with really good coaches uh, and, you know, develop um, technique and, you know, a skill set that still benefits me today. And um, so I think, you know, that's really important that soccer was so big in California and it was very developed. um, And it definitely pushed me, you know, when I first got there to, 
keep getting better and to rise to the standards that um, it was developing. Okay, cool. Um, so it's a Sports Illustrated podcast. I'm going to ask, you did the swimsuit issue with some of your I, teammates yeah. recently. And I typically am just on the, the sports side. I don't you know do much with the swimsuit issue. How did that come about? And, and you Yeah, know, you know, I, I got the opportunity and obviously I couldn't, you know, pass that up. It was something that's, you know, so cool and empowering and special. And, um, you know, definitely got out of my comfort zone. But I think that's such a, a cool way to be able to, you know, show the world um, confident, strong women. And I think, you know, us four did well and the pictures turned out great. And it was so fun. I, I went to St. Lucia and, um, you know, for a couple of days and did that. And it was such a cool experience and something I'll, you know, value and um, cherish forever. And uh, very honored and humbled to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. What kind of response did you get from from people, you know, when they saw it? Yeah. I mean, all positive things. And um, people were so nice about it. And so, you know, it was nice to be able to do the swimsuit edition with, you know, Crystal and and Megan and Alex. And, um, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, we got to talk about uh, women's soccer and where it's kind of gone and um, our hopes for this summer. So, uh, I mean, can't say any um, bad things about it. it was all like so cool and so um special nice um i went back and looked in a 1991 issue of sports illustrated magazine because i was curious to see how much attention the u.s team got when they won the first women's world cup in 91 and it was two-thirds of a page like inside the magazine like when they won mm. and um Obviously, it's a different world now. You know, you guys are going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine next week for the preview. Um, you're on all sorts of magazine covers. You're doing the swimsuit issue. Um, is it? Do you ever think about like what it must have been like to be on that like '91 team that won a World Cup and and came back to New York and and nobody even sort of met them at the airport. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can't imagine um, because that was, you know, a while ago, but uh, I think, you know, one of the words that comes to mind is just respect yeah. um, for those women that, you know, trailblazed a path that and an opportunity that we were able to get, um, you know, today. And without them, we wouldn't be on the cover of Sports Illustrated next week, um, previewing the World Cup and, um, you know, getting so much media attention and and everything. So, you know, um, just mad respect for those strong-willed, um, powerful, you know, skilled individuals that were able to bring home a, a World Cup and, um, you know, continuing on to the 99ers and them being such inspirations as well. Um, and, you know, 20 years now pass and, um, now I think, you know, women's soccer is, uh, so big in the world right now. And so, and the game is continually growing. So I think, you know, it's something that's so cool and really, really special. Now you and, and most of your teammates on, on the national team playing the NWSL, um, it's kind of an important year for the NWSL in the sense of the opportunity for the world cup to, to maybe bring some new fans to, to the league, um, and, you know, from like off the field sponsorship perspective, I think NWSL still needs to get some things done. They, I think they recently extended with Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is your hope for the NWSL in terms of what it might 
be able to get from the attention going to this World Cup? Yeah, I mean, I think just like you said, I think my hope for the NWSL is, you know, after the World Cup, hopefully, you know, um, fan support. Mm -hmm. Um, I think hopefully people will be buzzing, um, you know, off uh, women's soccer and the World Cup and that hype. And, um, you know, we, I think the NWSL is one of the best, you know, women's soccer leagues in the world. And um, there's so much amazing talent, um, you know. Obviously, the the U.S. team, you know, we all play on NWSL teams, but also, you know, international as well. And so um, and there's such, you know, great venues and, um, you know, amazing uh, cities as well that the teams are located at. So I think, you know, increasing just the fan base um, throughout the league is going to be something that's really important to, you know, keep driving the success of the NWSL and on. Um, So hopefully, you know, after this summer. Um, you know, even starting this summer, yeah. um, people watching the World Cup and, um, you know, getting into women's soccer and then heading over to an NWSL game because, you know, um, we're gone playing in the World Cup, but the club teams are still stacked. So um, there's such just great talent in the U.S. And um, so hopefully people, you know, will um, be buzzing about women's soccer and uh, come to come to games and support the NWSL. I should say, in case any of our listeners don't know, uh, Abby plays for the North Carolina Courage, the defending champion of the NWSL, and a very fun team to watch. Abby, thanks so much for joining the show. Good luck in France. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Rose Lavelle and Abby Dahlkemper, as well as producer Brandon Nix and everyone at Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Meanwhile, check out Throwback, my podcast series on the origins of the U.S. Women's National Team and the FIFA Women's World Cup. See you next time.